Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome back to On The Daily. This is Danielle, your host. I have such a great interview for you today. Uh, These men are literally sunshine incarnated. They're just so much joy, so much love, so much positive light. Their names are Stewie and Francis. They are entrepreneurs, very successful entrepreneurs um, in the network marketing world. They are about to be parents. They are an amazing couple. They are dog dads and they uh, currently live in the UK just outside of London. So the reason why I wanted them on the show today was they... They are very similar to Breezy and I in the sense that their relationship, they've never been like, we are the gay couple. They've just been in a relationship and they happen to be two men. And that's that's like something that Breezy and I have always talked about is I, I've always been like, I am just in love with this person. This person happens to be a woman. And I know that that if you're listening out there and you obviously, if you're straight, like that may not be something that like is easy to wrap your head around, but... I think that Stewie and Francis do a really good job of just making that so open and honest and beautiful. And so what I hope you get out of this interview is just how incredible it is when two amazing people, A, find each other, B, find themselves, and then C, decide to have a family. I'm so excited for their their son will be born in 10 weeks and they talk all about it on this episode. So I hope that you enjoy it. I am welcoming you to this show. If this is your first episode, if Stewie and Francis introduced you, welcome to On The Daily. Every episode we have is not in any order. So you can literally pick one that resonates with you by the title, listen to it, go back and listen to others. We've been here since January. So there's quite a few episodes for you to listen to. If you're returning, welcome back. Thank you for your continued support. I'm really pumped you're here. And uh, let's, let's do this. Let's get into this. On the Daily Family, we have a treat today. Uh, these are two of my favorite humans on the planet. Hi, Stewie. Hi, Francis. Hello, darling. We're so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. So happy. I wish that everybody could see this video. Like there's some interviews that I'm like, I wish I could, ju- I'm, I should just start putting all of these on YouTube because really the best part of talking to you guys is just like how happy you are. And everybody, I mean, like they can hear it, but like they can't see it and I can see you right now. And you guys are just the best. Hi. Thank you, Thank you so much. First of all, I freaking miss you. Second of all, I want to just start the episode. I do every Every episode I do, I, I start with a clearing. So if there's anything that like is going on that maybe you feel like you need to clear before we get started, I can go first. Like example would be, this has been the craziest morning ever. And you know how like when you have crazy mornings, you have to kind of like and like recenter. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm clearing any like rushed feelings in my brain and I am centering myself and I am here and I am present. So yeah, I want to offer it to you guys each. If oh any, God, I just love that so much. Okay, perfect. Should I, should I go first? Or you go first? <laughs> it's perfect because literally before we got on this, um, on this podcast, I was like, okay, I'm feeling stressed. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. And then Stuart was like, 
So how is that serving you? So I'm clearing that. <laughs> that energy away is gone. And I, I'm going to clear away. I've got so much excitement running through my body right now, like with everything that's going on. Like it literally, I'm vibrating on a, such a high frequency that I'm going to just release that because I feel like sometimes I can get out of my body with such excitement that I'm not fully present in the moment in this exact being moment right now. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm back in the room. Oh, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm the same way. When I get too excited, I talk a million miles a minute and people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't even know. I'm just really excited. Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's, that's great. I, uh, so I want to talk, I want to talk like primarily about two things today. The first one, I want to talk about, you guys are about to be dads. (laughs) You have a baby coming. You're like, I mean, I know like really soon, like 10 weeks from now, I just want to ask like, so I think, so a lot of people who listen to this podcast, there's, you know, people from all different walks of life, but I do have a fair amount of people not in the LGBT community that listen to this podcast. And I, when I started it, I was like, I just want like people to know other human stories. Like I just want to tell stories with this show. And your guys' story is so amazing. And I've told your story personally, like, from my, you know, in my opinion, from to like lots of different people, but I want to hear it in your words. Like what has this journey to parenthood for two men who are like the best couple ever, like what has this journey been like for both of you? Because I'm sure it's been different for each of you. You know, what's quite funny, what quite poignant is that the last time we saw you, we had literally just done the embryo transfer. So, so much has happened since we saw you and you saw us on the day you met Sam at our beautiful surrogate um so I think that's kind of special that we're sharing we sh- we shared that moment together and you took us to some amazing mm-hmm. place that we were like we need to come back here and we wish this food was amazing <laughs> we were like we wish this chain existed in the UK some something like farmer's market flower child it was it. flower's child flower child just just the, the perfect place um but yeah it's been such a year so if I just rewind you back to 2011, no, not that far. And that's when me and Stuart first met, but that's when our kind of relationship formed. It's quite funny because as two gay men, you, well, I didn't necessarily think about family at all growing up or I don't know. I didn't even think it was an option. I didn't, you know, I just didn't think about it. And I just kind of got on with life. But um, later on in our relationship, I fast forward to 2020, we were going to get married and the wedding obviously had to get had to get cancelled because of 2020, and Stuart stormed in the room and was like, "Right, okay, we're going to switch our focus from having a wedding to having a baby. Are you in?" That's kind of how it always works in our relationship. He's like, he cast the vision, and um, I was like, "Okay, let's go." Um, we'd had some a few conversations prior to that, so we had we'd started kind of putting into our kind of into our minds, but it's just the logistics of it. How do we do it? Do we do it in the UK? Do we have a surrogate? Do, how do we find the right egg donor? There's just so many things you have to think about, and um, so from that moment in April 2020, that's when the kind of the parenthood journey began and I'm actually really proud of what we've achieved both of us in this last year in a pandemic Um, and we've got to the place where we are now so we've got 10 weeks to go and I'm also so grateful for Sam our surrogate because we were so lucky to get pregnant the first time and it wasn't until 
we actually we, we went into it kind of blind and it wasn't until we looked back and actually found that that for a lot of people it doesn't happen first time and it just made us even more grateful so it's been the most whirlwind of a year yeah. um and such a self-discovery year yes. as well yeah. i've learned so much in this process there's two things i've learned number one that i'm gay i know that sounds <laughs> oh my God, the same thing when she I, started that's that, like i forget that I'm yeah <laughs> i i i for me in the UK, I'm so grateful that it is just so accepted and all my friends are so accepted. There's only very few situations I've ever in where I feel uncomfortable. Um, uh, and I, but I just, I just honestly just figure my, just like we're just having a relationship and it, it doesn't, it's not about being gay or anything. I, so number one, I learned I was gay. And then the, the second one for me is I have learned the art of allowing. So one of the things that I love to do is control everything and be really on it. And like, it's all about hard work and grit and determination and drive. And with this process, I could do that at the beginning to find our egg donor, to find everything. But then there was such a moment where I had to go, the rest is up to you, universe. And it was so amazing to be able to learn that lesson through this experience of just that the, the, the art of allowing. And that's one of the things that I've really learned in this experience is how to let go and just trust the process. And you, as long as you don't put all your eggs in the right baskets and you, you, you're, you know, doing the right thing, then you have to allow the, the, the universe to take its, you know, stance. So there's the two things. Like two eggs, and we've learned that on multiple occasions. Eggs in the right basket or like eggs in the right uterus in your case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's so funny what Stuart said about the beginning about the, the gay thing, because the first thing you, when you introduced us as an LGBTQ kind of couple, um, for me and Stuart, our relationship just feels right that we we haven't put that label of being gay on our heads and actually this last year we've actually embraced it embraced this whole kind of lgbt part of our life because we've never thought of it being any different and you know all our most of our friends are girls and they're all starting to have babies so we were like well we need to start to have babies and then we were like okay we we need a uterus we need a uterus yeah you're like we don't have one of those it's you know what i am i relate so closely to that because breeze and i have always been the same and i like obviously when breezy and i got together people would be like oh like you came out congratulations and i'm like well no not really like i've dated women before like i just i don't really know how to answer that and i've just never ever put labels on myself and it's not until like breezy and i are planning our wedding and all these things that and then i'm like being labeled like oh you're the you're the lesbian couple and we're like oh okay yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's true. Like, it's just like a really, I, I relate to that so much because you don't think about it. Like, I'm just in a relationship. I just really found like the, per- my person and she happens to have a vagina. Like, I don't really think about it, you know, I don't really think about it any different, but it's crazy when you, it's like, I mean, I know people are listening to this right now who have never, ever even had to think about like, oh, we want to have a baby. How are we going to do that logistically? But you know what I love about you guys? You guys have made your journey so authentic and so real. And you've really like, you've made the process human, which I think is, it's a gift because, you know, I I think there are times where people, LGBT couples, they have, they start families, but they keep it under wraps because they don't want, you know, they don't know how people are going to take it. And I just, I commend you both because you've really let people 
be a part of this with you. And honestly, like that's, in my opinion, that's the way that we change the world by just having more conversations with people and showing that like everyone's human and we're all doing our best. Um, so I commend you both for that. I want to ask you, like, do you think, I mean, I probably know the answer to this, but go ahead and expand on it. All the stuff that you guys have been through over the last few years, right? Like, obviously, you both are entrepreneurs. You're both like think on your feet. You you have a really cool, like balanced relationship where one of you is the fire, one of you is the yin, and then you switch and all these things. But what parts of that journey as like entrepreneurs and like lifestyle entrepreneurs has led you to being able to like go through this journey the way that you're going through it? Really interesting question. I think also just... The, the main thing that we've learned, so me and Shit have been working together in business for 11 years. And there was a lots of relationship discovery uh, within that relationship of work. And we've been through every different scenario. Um, Stuart is um, what I like to call the big thinker. And you know what? In the past, I've, called, I've put the focus on the big thinker being the best. And this is a journey that I've had in myself is not to recognize one role or one personality type as better is hard because Stuart does like to think he's the best. And that's part of his strength of being like, I'm the best. I'm going to win that kind of thing. And, but sometimes I, you know, kind of found that quite drowning because I, I didn't think the same as him. And I was, it was a bit of friction because I felt like then I had to be like him to be successful. But actually I found my own journey, my own way of working and, Actually, it's not until really this year I feel like what we've done is accepted our differences. And I remember it so clearly, and I don't mind saying it out loud, um, is we were in Brazil uh, last year and Stuart said to me, do you not want to be a millionaire? That's what he said to me. And I said, On, is, he said, does that not drive you? And I went, no, that, that doesn't drive me. And we then just accepted that we had completely different driving forces and that was okay. So the relation, the way we, the world developed is Stuart will do the big thinking, big vision. And I will focus more on the day-to-day and the kind of getting things done that make up the big thing. And the journey for, within that I've had to accept is that equ- both are equally as important and you can't have one without the other so that has again that same process like i said at the beginning of like right we're gonna have a family it might not have happened as soon if it was just me on my own because i needed that push i needed that big thinker to to push me into yes this is the right time um and equally Stuart maybe needed me to do the kind of intricate stuff so it really has our journey in business and it has really kind of helped us as journey into parenthood. And also, I believe, as parents and the roles that we take. And if you think even further than that, you know, you know, we are two men. And, you know, traditionally, we all see a mum and a dad in a certain way. And before maybe thinking about kids, I thought, no, I need a mum. But I actually don't I, because I love my mum. But I, my, I love my mum because of the role she played, not because of her gender. So it's just kind of interesting how mm. we've just and um and yeah i suppose that read that that the discovery of roles really came from what we discovered in business <laughs> now then that with i suppose a family is a business right i love that you said that like the role that you play is so much more important than the gender and it's crazy cuz i like 
Breezy and I had this like almost exact conversation like last, like two nights ago, because we were talking about what was next, like what our plan was next. I, I'm a lot more like Stuart in the, in the sense of like, I think big, I go now. If I have an idea, it happens tomorrow. Like I don't wait for things. I have like the, the, I, the month, like being a millionaire so that I can give it all away to people who need it is like a huge driving force for me. And that's not breezy. And like, we just had an argument about this the other night. So it's pretty wild that you just said that because I'm like, oh, good. We're not the only ones that like have to figure out like our roles in this. And it is true how crazy your role in a relationship will will factor into your role as a parent because I'm the same way. We're the same way with Owen. Like I'm like, Owen, you want to do something? Let's do it now. Let's go now. And Breezy's always like, well, you know, is that, is that the path for you? Like, let's like, let's lean into this a little bit. And I'm like, no, let's go. Like, I'm just, it's, but it's interesting. I want to hear, I'd cut you off, Stuart. What were you going to say? I was going to say, when, when Francis talks about that, I always assume that I'm going to win and I'm the best. That's not necessarily like a, just me and him thing. That's me in life. Like I will always assume that I'm going to be the best at everything until proven otherwise. And so that's just like my character type is that I just assume that when I started my business, I assumed I'd get to, you know, the top possibly because I, why wouldn't I? And everyone's going to, you know, say yes to me. That's just the way that that's the way my brain is wired. Whereas Francis is always, his brain is wired in a way that he thinks he's going to fail everything. And then always shocks himself how good he is. And so like when, even like when we're Mm. kites, we went kite surfing uh, in Brazil and I just go, right, I'm going to be amazing at this. I'm here. I'm I'm up on the board. I'm driving. And then by the end of the, the week, Francis is actually a better kite surfer than I am. But my assumption is always I'm going to win. I'm going to be the best. And if I'm not, mm. so it's not, a, it's not a, a competition thing between me and no, Francis. No, no. It's just, that's just the way that my, my brain is wired always. But I have let it in the early days of a relationship feel like a competition. Also being two men as well, you know, two roles, you know, both need to provide, but I feel like I've had a lot more peace with the roles that we do and just coming together as a family. And that's more important than ever as we're about to have. But it is funny. Sorry, just one more thing on that note. So I've got another thing to say as well. On that note, I feel that when Francis, when when we were in our musical theatre career, Francis was much more successful than I was. Mm -hmm. But I never had, personally, maybe because of the way I think, I never had that, I've never felt competition against you. So I don't even know why that existed in me, but it maybe it just did. Uh, maybe because it was business. I don't know, but it's quite an interesting point that I did feel that. <laughs> um, and then the second thing, moving swiftly on, the second thing is that um, the question was, oh, in terms of like how this has grown, how this has grown into becoming a family. For me, I got to a point with my entrepreneurial kind of career where I was earning really great money. I'd learned so much and I felt like I had so much to offer that I just felt at a point, it's maybe about two or three years ago, I felt at a point, I would just love to impart my knowledge and who I am and my ethos and everything onto children and, and be able to kind of like see that evolve and maybe grow bigger than what I've created myself. So that was kind of like, I don't think without being an entrepreneur and really driving the business that we have, I don't think I actually would have possibly had those kind of thoughts to think actually I am so set up and I would love to be able to impart and give my love for to this child moving forward so I think that's really helped me believe I'm capable of being a good dad Mm -hmm. 
Was there ever a point for either of you where like when you started, you know, obviously you have Sam and like anybody listening out there, I, you know, there's so much you can learn about surrogacy and you know how difficult it can be. And you guys have the most amazing friend who offered you her oven essentially to grow your child. And that, that's a really beautiful thing. And I mean, of course, not everybody has that option. Um, but all that being said, was there ever a time for either of you that you were like, I don't know if this is going to work? Like, did you ever doubt that this would be, you'd be 10 weeks away from meeting your son? Or do you think like, no, you were just no. Your, that it was going to be fine? I'll just keep going until like for me personally, I just knew like I'm just so grateful, like beyond grateful that we live in a time right now. Like how lucky are we as, as two dads that we live in a time when this is even possible. I was blown away by the science. I was blown away that this was an actual option for us. And so I feel like I was in such gratitude the whole time throughout the whole experience that I didn't even, I, I don't even as I said, my, my mindset is I'm always going to, you know, achieve it, whether it's, you know, everything always works out for me some way or another, whether it's the way I envision or the way I don't, it's always working out for me. And I always have that kind of ethos throughout my whole life. But I had the same, like I was totally naive with the situation. And you know what? It was actually probably good that we didn't know many other people or hadn't read any stories online or stuff like that, because we just, just expected everything to work out for us. And whether that is coincidence, I don't know, but it's, it's been the most magical experience. And yeah, we're just so grateful to be 10 weeks out. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't think it's, I honestly don't think it's coincidence. I think that there's something to be said about you guys are master manifestors. I mean, you guys, are, I think that you guys, that's such a, a real part of your existence. And um, I would love for you guys to talk about that because I know that you you do daily affirmations and you manifest. I mean, you guys have really manifested this amazing life that you guys have together. And so I don't think it's by accident or coincidence at all. And I think a lot of people might look at your situation and be like, oh, they just got lucky or oh, you know, and it's not luck. It's it's the result of and please like elaborate on this as much as you want. But I, from my point of view, like knowing you, it's like the result of a lot of hard freaking work a lot of really honest communication between the both of you and just manifesting everything and believing that everything's possible and being willing to go until, you know? Yeah. On that, on that note, I have never had anything just fall into my lap. Like throughout my whole life, I've had to really graft to get everything in terms of my business, in terms of my musical theater career, in terms of every, in terms of my hair, <laughs> like nothing has come naturally to me. <laughs> I've had to work really freaking hard at everything I've ever done. And I think because of that really intense work ethic, I see right now, because I've got such a, you know, high work ethic, I don't see it as hard work anymore it's just what comes naturally to me as uh, as a person and so I when people do look on the outside and think oh my god they're so lucky I like even with my Instagram following I just think to myself I have worked so hard I have posted every day I have really strived to to think outside the box of what to post every single day and I and I haven't just all of a sudden just landed a nice following I've really really worked at that and you know one thing that we really want to do is kind of like bigger like have a bigger voice on social media because when we started looking into surrogacy the the thing that we saw was like there was just no representation especially in the UK of people doing it and 
you know, I, I just couldn't find anything. So I, I was just like, I want to be that voice for every, you know, man, boy out there thinking to themselves, I'd love to have a family. And so that's one of the our real directions what we're focusing on now is really kind of like making our voice louder so people can really see, uh, normalize gay couples having a family and you know, for us, we just love the gay couples that we do follow. We love watching the dynamics of that family. Like, it's amazing. Like, even seeing your family, it's, it's amazing to see the dynamics of what we assume as a, a traditional family. You know, I just love, I love that. So that's what we really are, our aim over these next few years is to really kind of build on our voice in that, in that area. Well, listen, I think that it's so hard because I get that a lot too. People will be like, oh, well, you know, it's just, you're just really lucky that it worked out the way that it did. And, oh, you're just really lucky that you have the relationship with, you know, your son's dad that you do. Cause like, that's not, that's not what most people have. And I recognize that. I mean, my, my parents hated each other, like hated each other growing up. They couldn't at dance competitions. They couldn't even be in the same like space. If I like whenever I was in a show, like I was I did a couple national tours and they would come. They'd have to come to different nights because they didn't want to run into each other. Like the most insane thing. So it's like I whenever anybody goes, oh, you're just really lucky. I'm like, well, first of all, that's kind of a slap in the face. Thanks so much. That's not luck. That's like it's the result of a lot of work. And it's the result of really knowing that you can do something different than what society has deemed acceptable for you to do. And I love that you guys are using your social media for that because it's true. Like nobody's going to change their opinion about, you know, the LG, we'll use the LGBT community as an example. Nobody like opinions aren't going to change unless people become more human, you know, in the eyes of people. Like I, I've never, I get the question a lot and I'm sure you guys will understand this, like in our business, cause we all work in the same business and in our business, there's like not a lot of us. And people are always like, how do you cope? Like, how do you cope as a woman in this, in this space that's like not straight. And I, I just go, you know, I don't really think about it. Like for me personally, the dynamic is I know my work ethic. I know, I know what I'm willing to put forth. I know the, the love that my family has for each other. Like Breezy and I are obsessed with Owen. He also has an incredible dad. Like there's no, there's nothing weird there. And if I'm, if I don't think it's weird, then like, why do you think it's weird? And it's, I just, I think it's so cool that you guys, that you have that, um, that passion to just show, show people and like a global scale that, you know, this is, this is another way of life and it's not, it's not extravagant. It's not, what do they call like gay couples? They call like a, a, an alternative lifestyle. This isn't an alternative lifestyle. This is just life and, and we're living it. But I think, you know, if you look at, when you meet someone, right, what do you remember most? You remember most their personality and who they are. And, you know, there's this... How they made you feel. How they made you feel. And yes, me and Stuart are gay men, but that title does not define who we are. So like we said at the beginning, when we think about a relationship, we just think about the love that we have. And, um, you know, and if you if you were, you know, if, if any of your listeners were our best friends, they would know that having a child is the next progression in a relationship. It's meant to happen. That's what we're, it's, it's not about, the fact that we're two men and we have to do it in a different way is just a logistical problem. Other than that, you know, it's, 
But yeah. I think it's actually amazing because we came to the table when most people go through IVF and they go through IVF because they've struggled and they come to the table with such like heaviness about the whole experience. Whereas we came to the table going, oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> We're going to like be able to have our, you know, our child. So it was actually an amazing way to come into an experience and be like, this is incredible. Like yeah. as, and without any kind of shame mm-hmm. or anything that sometimes IVF as a woman holds on its like wait yeah 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 well and it's interesting so you guys you both did you both put sperm forth for it so like are you gonna have to wait and find out like who's whose it is like who's who's took yeah so we so we put we put one um embryo of each of ours in um and there there could be a massive possibility that that there could have been twins which we were like (laughs) oh my god slightly scared slightly excited um and then we found out of the six-week scan that one had taken so we were like it was an interesting moment in Mm. that experience because it was we were so elated but at the same time it was like mourning the other embryo it was like a weird kind of it was, mm. that was another massive learning because it, it it caused me to have some panic in that moment when I saw that it was only one and now I look back on it with hindsight going oh my goodness we had one embryo take do you know how lucky we are to have one embryo take the first time we tried but I we got into this place where you know we'll put two in and we're going to have twins and then starting to almost control our life forward and obviously it's creation you can't um, control it and that was the big right. lesson right. for me point is that a weird (laughs) feeling though like are you guys are you guys nervous like do you guys talk about like who is the baby gonna look like like I want to just know what that what that's like because I have a friend and his husband who also did the same thing you guys did had a friend it was actually a very similar situation and a very easy similar situation and ironically they're both also master manifestors and like had no fear of it. And it just like worked out beautifully for them. Um, But it was like right up until the moment that little Ava was born that they were like, Oh my gosh, like it was mine. It was mine. And it was just like a really cool moment they had when they met their daughter. And like, I want to know what, how you guys are feeling about that. Yeah. I like who, whoever's like in terms of the DNA side of the baby, like I am just so excited to, um, if it is a little Francis or is a little Stuart, I'm so excited to to meet that person. That that for me is the most exciting thing. And if it is Francis, then you know, amazing. Um, but I just wanted to touch on that because in terms of being a master manifester, I had real fear over Sam carrying twins. I had this fear of like if if it goes wrong, feeling the the, the huge responsibility that I that was my decision that it went wrong. Cause there's so many things that could go happen, happen in a twins pregnancy. So I feel like I actually kind of manifested just the one at the same time as well. So when I look back, I didn't realize, but I was holding so much fear around Sam carrying two, because I just didn't want her to, to at any point feel like, what have I done? Why am I, why am I doing this? Although she was okay with the whole thing. I just, I, I just held so much weight on my shoulders that, it, that she was going to be okay and that the babies were going to be okay and not born prematurely. So actually in terms of being a master manifester, I really do feel that because of the fear that I had around that, that actually possibly that that's the reason why um, the, we, we were so blessed to have one and really healthy and growing really well. Mm-hmm. And everything is perfect about this child. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because fear, fear is a, an interesting 
so actually fear is one thing I don't really like um hold on to very much but in that moment because I felt responsible for Sam and our babies I just felt that yeah I just had true fear running through my body when we're when we're going to put it in <laughs> I am um, the moment just talking about meeting him for the first time because we know it's a boy um that moment I keep playing it over my over my head when he's put on our chests and we just have that most incredible moment together like that's what I'm just so excited for and as it gets closer I'm just so excited to see what what kind of person he's going to be and to shape him into this amazing Mm. man and um but the one moment of slight fear is like so the baby comes out you know we say hello make sure Sam's okay he gets checked over and then, you know, we take him in this little, whatever, hold, what's it called? Car seat. Car, car seat thing. And we walk out of the hospital and we go home and it's just me and Stuart. Then what? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I'll take over. I, I, I feel really confident. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Wait, that's like the best. That is, I mean, okay, that's exi- that exists for everybody, by the way. Like, I remember I had Owen and I, guys, I planned to have the most natural, unmedicated water birth at home like I wanted to be like I am woman hear me roar like a mermaid like I had plans none of that happened Owen was breech the whole time he was like butt down legs up around his face I ended up having to have a scheduled very medicated c-section because he was just not going to turn and I like leave the hospital after I like had my guts like cut out of me, you know, to get my baby into the world. Definitely not how I had planned. And I'm leaving the hospital and they're like, okay, have a good day. Good luck. And I'm just like holding Owen like, okay, um, thanks so much. Like I get home and I remember there was a moment I was just like holding him at home and I like looked down at him and I was like, I hope that someone knows what they're doing because I don't know if I do. And I just hope that like, I don't mess you up. (laughs) I mean, Owen turned out fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's amazing. He is amazing. I love spending time with him. He was just such a beautiful boy. Yeah. I'm so excited for our kids to get to like hang out together. I want to ask you guys one couple more questions and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, Do you, what, like, I guess, When you think about, I always think about like how Owen's going to turn out because obviously like I'm an entrepreneur, like I don't make excuses. I've like trained myself and like worked, I've, I've become a very disciplined person and I see those qualities starting to show up in Owen. Like he will not give up. If he's putting together like a Lego set, that's like way too old for him. He will not quit until that thing is done. And I know that that's not how most kids are. Um, and so I see these like little traits starting to show up in him. And then I also see traits that his dad's given him, which like, they're fine. Some of them I'm like, really? Like he had to have a bagel for breakfast twice. Okay. Like it's like little things like that. But I, I want to know, like, if you guys could pick like five traits from each of you that this baby boy could get, like, which ones would it be? Like, if you could if he could, if you could see five of you, five traits of you guys going into him, which ones would they be? Such a good question. I just think like, can I say, can I just ask this, answer this one question? Yeah. So for me personally, what I've learned from Francis' mum is, and we will, we will answer this question, but what I've learned from Francis' mum is having no expectations. She has this amazing way. She's taught me so much about 
being a good parent because um not putting my mum and dad down but they had such extreme expectations for me that sometimes I, I felt like I wasn't good enough and I wasn't worthy and I did I couldn't give you know I couldn't give them always what they wanted and so actually what I've learned from mm. Francis's parents is just having literally I really really because it's not natural to me to have that because I am quite a, like a, you must do this you must have a you know all those things but one thing I really want to take through this whole journey with me is being able to help this boy blossom in the most beautiful way but at the same time have no expectation to put none of my expectations on what his life should be like um and that's one of the things i'm personally going to really strive to have more of like francis mum she's amazing in that way but in terms of our characters and what we would if can i just say one thing about your mum though your mama did push you and the reason why you're so successful is because she was like get yourself to the front of that stage yeah and i would love to instill that in our son as well that kind of confidence to 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 you know push himself out there and and that 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 confidence and that discipline for me comes from business but also from performing and dance you know and i would love for him to hopefully he likes those classes please like singing and acting and dancing otherwise i'll be slightly sad um but because i love the discipline of it and you know when i've taught kids dance the, the kids also that do gymnastics, oh my God, and then they do dance as well. They're, so, they're just incredible to, to work with because their discipline is like, it's just incredible. So I would love to him to have that drive and that confidence. Um, but kindness is the most important thing for me as well. I just want him to be kind to us because <laughs> apparently he's, he's going to be a Scorpio if he comes, when he's men to come. Apparently they're like fire. <laughs> so yeah, I hope he's just kind and doesn't shout too yeah. much. I, so, so in terms of like going back, backtracking what you said, because I, I do obviously have expectations and I'm trying to hold them back. But um, I would absolutely love him to have, um, like Francis has this way, like he will not quit like he will keep going and going and going and going i'd love him to have that quality about francis i would love him to have so much confidence that he believes he walks into every situation and believes that he's going to be the best at everything that's, and shocks the when he's not that's definitely a stuart one <laughs> I, think, I think that's i think it's just such a great quality it's amazing quality <laughs> love um and i i would love him to number yeah number one be disciplined of course because that's really in, important for every area of his life um, and number two, I really, probably number four, actually, I want, I want to teach him like, like to have no fear and to be able to go on the fastest roller coasters and to learn how to kite surf and to learn yeah. all these things. Because what's one of the things my dad um, passed away a few years ago. And one of the things I remember whenever I walk into the sea was my dad used to like to take me on sailboats. And I used to be so scared. And I used to be like, like, you know, like be full of fear and all that excitement. And that those kind of experiences, mm-hmm. I really want to take on with our son as well. And just like, throw him into experiences that he's like, ah, it's so scary, but so exciting at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers that question, but there's, I'm, I'm trying not to have huge expectations, but at the same time, those qualities we would love to instill in him. But as you're saying that, or also I'm thinking at the same time, how I want to show up to him as a parent. Yeah. I want to show up to him as a parent with no fear mm. and confidence and kindness and things like that, because you know, you, they are a reflection of what you give out. So it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lesson I'm sure for us too. What I was going to say is like with Owen, I, 
when, before he was born, I was like, I want him to be like this. And I want him to be like this. And I was the same way. Like, I don't want to have expectations and he better be like this, this, and this. Like I was very, (laughs) very divided in my brain on that. Um, but I, I can say this, like now Owen's five, he's starting kindergarten next week. And he, the qualities that he has that I'm most proud of are ones that like, I actually haven't taught him. They're ones that he's caught because of the way that I show up to him as a mom, yes. you know, and that yeah. is something that nobody tells you, you know, like you hear it afterward and you hear it, you know, along the way more is caught than taught. And you're kind of like, okay. And you like roll your eyes. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but it's really actually very true. He, I try to get him to clean his room. I try to get him to, you know, say, clean his dishes or like the things that I try to teach him how to do. He like fights me on and he's an Aquarius. So he fights me on everything. Um, but it's, but it's also, he has the determination and he has the confidence and he has the, the personality of, you know, of something so great. And I didn't teach him that it's just what he caught by the way that I raised him, which is, which is pretty cool. And honestly, I think, I I really am excited to see who your little boy ends up being because I I see you guys and I've also seen the journey that you guys have been on over the last couple of years. And it's funny that you say like we've really taken to like being more present on social media and showing up in a bigger way. And I, you guys know Chris Chandler, he and I talked about you guys a couple of weeks ago and he's like, they're just showing up in such a loud, beautiful technicolor way that I haven't seen from them like before. And I said, yeah, I agree. I think that they're really onto something. And so, um, so I guess like my, my final question for you guys is if it's 10 years from now, you have a little boy who's about to be 10, right? Uh, what does life look like? What's some of your, what's some of your visions? What's some of like your, you can do five years too, if that's easier, but you know, five or 10 years from now, like what's, what's the goal? What's the vision? What's the, what do you, what's life look like? Should I start? You guys do. Okay. So excited. Just thinking about it. So I see us with two kids. Um, so, um, Maybe another girl. A girl would be ideal, but we're not going to control it. Um, I just see like our socials being in a completely different place. I would love to have, you know, over a million subscribers on our YouTube page, on our Instagram, and just use our platforms for such good. Um, In terms of everything we do, I think we've got books in us. We've got shows in us. We've got... um, just so much to, to, to give the world. But most of all, um, I see us living an abundant life in all aspects. Um, so present with our children. We have this little goal in a couple of years, we actually want to take them, him, or maybe two if it's two at that time, and travel the world before they start school just so they can experience different cultures and just not be tied down to one place. Um, so that's one of our kind of nearer goals. But I... I really, I really see us being, and I don't want to use the word trailblazers because I don't want it to sound arrogant or big headed, but, but being the pioneers of what a modern family looks like in this world and, and, and educating so many other gay, gay guys and, and whoever um, about that. And also making, so us now, so the gay guys that are now kind of getting 18, 19, they can look to us and think, you know what, actually, I I can have a family and they can start having that thought so much earlier than we did um, because of the path that we've um, we've been on. So 
Pass over to you. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I don't ever, this is interesting, I don't ever dream 10 years ahead. I feel always, it's just too big a jump from where I am right now. So I always have like three three years. So my three-year plan is I really want to work my business. In this next two years, I just want to just be super aggressive and just go really hard um, and just really like at the same time being an amazing dad and being fully present as at the same time. And you're probably thinking, how can you do that? Well, I honestly believe that you could have both those things. I've watched people within my team and within my life that have been able to be so present and yet so unbelievably driven and I really want to still I want my children to watch me and be like I want I want to be that kind of person you know so I want to work really hard for the next two years Mm -hmm. then I want to take us all and just go for like you know two months in Miami two months in Brazil two months in wherever and just hire an amazing place pad um with possibly a good few friends and just spend the year just being solely focused on building sandcastles uh-huh. on the on the beach with my my children and really just spending a year just you know getting to know them inside and out mm-hmm. and then possibly go go hard again at business and just just I, I really want that lifestyle where I can have that balance mm-hmm. so that's that's the dream for me I love that if somebody's sitting out there right now and listening to this and going I want all of the things that they're talking about right now. And I don't even know like where to start. Maybe they're in a rut in their business. Maybe they're in a rut in their career. Maybe they're in the rut in their relationship. Maybe they're trying to become parents. Like what would be some advice you guys would give them? Just anybody who's feeling like they're, they're stuck. So I, when the fact that you are listening to this audio, if you are a person that feels stuck and you're not where you want to be and all those kind of things, there's two kind of energy types you can take on this. You can be like, oh, even more frustrated that you're not where you are and this, these people are or whatever. Or you can go, oh my God, I'm listening to a, an audio of people that have proved that you can absolutely fulfill any of those dreams that you want and get fully immersed in the excitement of where you're going. So I truly believe the best the best way to live is to be super excited about the, the future, but be fully present in this moment. So being in this moment and being like, oh my God, this is amazing and being super grateful for where you are, even if it's not where you want to be, that's totally fine. But to find the gratitude in the, the right now and then always be like three or four or five years ahead and just be like oh my god if I'm doing this right now and obviously you have, you've got to be doing something that's leading you to that five-year goal but as long as you're taking little daily steps although you can't see it right now you'll be so amazed by living with that philosophy how quickly everything just folds and you're like oh my god I remember I, I opened a gratitude book that I wrote in 2008 um years and years ago I've been doing gratitude lists for years and I read I wrote I read in there and I was like I'm so happy and grateful that I've got um 10,000 pounds in my savings account and like that was such a big deal for me back in that in that time of my life um like to have the thought of having 10,000 pounds and and then you just evolve and then I I look back at now and go oh my god that's such this is so you know I'm not putting that as a small figure but for us we've been very fortunate that that is and so I just I feel that that as you as you grow with your goals and with your dreams just keep focused where you want to go but see be so present in the moment is my top tip of living a fulfilled life 
Hey, it's that balance of the the now and the future. Um, and I think, you know, what, one thing that I've always struggled with is to, I've always felt I need to see it to believe it. And it's always the other round you have to believe to see. So I just think focus on today, focus on something you can do today that makes you feel good and celebrate that. And then do it the next day and do it the next day. And, and don't be frustrated in that moment. Yes. That's what we were talking about today yeah. in our conversation. Don't be frustrated. Because like, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. And I was like, you're doing enough. Just make sure that you're in the yeah. right vibration whilst you're doing those things. Yeah. Because that, for me, I believe is the most important yeah. thing. I don't work harder than anybody, but I'm always in a much higher vibration, excited for life and really like... It's called segment work. intending. Like, intend, like you have a set intention how you want the next segment of your life to go and that's when doing the work doing the daily affirmations and the gratitude and the meditation it sets you up for the day so you're not reactional um, on everything that's happened to you you've actually you've created it already and you have you, you know you've already lived your day before you've lived it um, and you start like you start noticing opportunities so if you're sat here listening to this just open your mind up to the op- opportunity of life and there isn't someone above going you know what Danielle you're a lucky one Francis you're a lucky one it doesn't work like that it's just opening up your awareness and you will start noticing people and things. And when you get yourself into momentum, you will look back and think, what was different about me now and back then? And the only difference is the way you think and, and what you're observing and the action you're taking. So it's not some, it's just, yeah, just open your mind up to abundance. Uh, you guys are amazing. That was like, that was a really, really amazing way to end this show. I could not be happier for you both. I cannot wait to see who this child is and honestly like what you name him because it's going to be fabulous how you dress him because it's going it's already fabulous like I've seen some of those outfits you guys are buying like this this child is just going to be so loved and that honestly above all of it is the most important part like there's going to be so much love around this child and given the character that you guys who you are as humans is just, I wish I always am so stoked when good people like you guys have a desire to have a family because that's going to be the next generation. And it's a really beautiful thing. So thank you for taking the time to chat with me today and chat with everybody who's listening to this. Can you go ahead and plug yourself? So if I'm, if I'm listening to this and I want to know you and I want to listen to you, plug your Instagrams, plug your YouTube, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at, at Francis Haugen and you can find Stewie at, at Stewie Armfield. And you can also find us on YouTube, um, Stuart and Francis TikTok. Yeah, so we've got TikTok Stuart and, um, Stuart and Francis, YouTube Stuart, Stuart and Francis, um, and then Francis Haugen and Stewie Armfield on, on Instagram. And I just want to add as well, Danielle, the way you show up online is yeah, absolutely... We love it. I'm obsessed with it. Like you're energy when i click on your instagram it's like i'm like covered in just the best confetti of love ever um and i just mm. it i just mirror it we back really to look you. up to you we really, we really do show up it's amazing well ditto we look up to each other so let's just like keep growing and then we'll go meet you on a beach somewhere with owen owen can babysit he's really good at it and yeah. um you know we can go out for drinks as parents and it'll be awesome right. um it, if you're listening to this and you want to know, I'm going to put all of the links to their 
where you can find them in our show notes. You can always go and click on there. But thank you both so much. I know it's getting late in the UK. So have a beautiful evening. I love you. And we'll talk to you soon. I just think there's something really beautiful about two humans who are clearly meant to be together, who come together and want to have a family. I I cannot wait. Like I told them, I cannot wait to see who their son is. And I hope that hearing that, you know, you maybe don't feel as stuck as you did, or, you know, it helps you to kind of come out of whatever rut you're in. I've been in a rut myself over the last couple of months. So I am um, all about Stewie and Francis. And I hope that you go and you follow their Instagrams. Please go onto our show notes and see where you can find them. Uh, give them a follow, give them some love, follow their journey, follow their surrogate's journey. Her name's Sam. She's amazing. She's been sharing her journey so authentically. And um, they're just really, if you're looking for people on the internet who will just make you feel like light every time, go and follow them. Uh, we have a new episode every Tuesday. We have a new episode every Friday. Every Friday is a solo episode with me. Every Tuesday is an interview. So we'll see you back on Friday. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you're on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, rather, give us a review, give us a rating, share this with your friends. If you have anybody that you know would gain something from this episode, go ahead and share it with them. And as always, you can slide into my DMs. I'm at Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast is at On The Daily Pod. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you want more of. And we will see you soon. Love y'all. 